you're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show. Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Aurélien Moitier, and I'm here today with Alex Holly, co-founder at Richdesk. How are you today, Alex? Hey, yeah, I'm really well, thanks. Sun's shining, working from home. Plenty is going on, lots to keep me busy, but uh, I'm, I'm all good in general. <laughs> So Alex, we, you and I met as we were uh, recording, uh, not recording, actually doing a live webinar a couple of weeks ago. And I think we, we went on like a house on fire because some of your ideas and some of the points that you made regarding account base, marketing, uh, your, 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 your opinion, your, your vision are very much aligned with ours. Uh, and today we will be talking about humanizing your IBM campaigns, but, but we've got a bit of a tradition at the beginning of the podcast, before we get onto the topic, uh, we always ask our guests to introduce themselves and tell us a little bit more about their company and in your case, Rich Desk. So would you mind just taking a, a, a few minutes to introduce yourself? Who, who is Alex and, and who is Rich Desk? <laughs> That's a really good, really good question. So I'm, I'm one of the co-founders of Reach Desk. Um, we started it a couple of years back. I mean, let's start with the business first. We help sales and marketing teams deliver what I call the moments that matter in the customer journey. So you can create like a human connection using integrated direct mail and gifting. So it's about leveraging the physical channel, bringing that back in. You know, it was a channel that perhaps died 20 years ago. Everyone used to do direct mail and now it's kind of having a comeback. So we call it direct mail 2.0. 2.0, uh, sorry, 2.0. But uh, yeah, that, that's what ReachDesk is all about. I started it because I used to do a lot of account-based marketing. Um, I kind of started years ago as an SDR, then an AE, then moved into the marketing function and saw what happened when you integrate sales within the actual ABM mix. And we saw that we were getting really good results as well from using the physical channel to elevate your other digital channels to really yep. complement the whole ABM program. Um, that's where ReachDesk really started. Okay, that sounds really good. And, and, and what do you serve at the moment? What sort of clients are you after? Mainly software, because that was our background, but we're moving more into like, the recruitment space as well. But you know, we work with businesses like SAP, for example, and Hootsuite and those kind of customers. But um, yeah, we, we're going down serving consultancy, recruitment, the more service industry as well. So any, um, anyone with who's value got, in their service or their software, so selling, selling kind of the, the intangible uh, type of, uh, of stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So let's get to the topic now. My first question is, uh, and, and giving a bit of background. So ABM campaigns by nature should always be extremely targeted and personalized. That's kind of the concept. Um, but we still see a lot of companies setting their campaign up for failure from our perspective. And by that, I mean that they are throwing more monies, more money into ads, automation, and, and basically hoping for it to bring results. Why do you think it is so important to humanize ABM and how can you actually do it? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. I'd almost like to go back to a couple of years back when I started doing ABM. We were doing the same thing. We would just spend a lot of money on ads and like emails and it was a marketing-led function, right? We didn't get it right because we weren't talking about the right metrics and everything. Uh, mm -hmm. we, weren't, we weren't actually driving towards revenue. It was all about MQLs and booking meetings and we were basically doing a lot of it wrong. I think why make it more human and humanizing the ABM approach is based on one really fundamental principle that is people buy from people. Like they don't actually want to buy from your company. They want a relationship with the person. And I think it's important to see this because this is what buyers expect right now. The way I always think about it is 
very simply, I think it's about 70, 75% roughly, like B2B buyers now are millennial. Like the millennial yeah. sort of buyer buys in a very different way. And what they've got used to, and I'm a millennial myself, right? so, so I can sort of speak for myself. And there's been a lot of research from Gartner and other, other um, similar businesses that have done a lot of uh, research into this. You know, mm-hmm. We want this kind of frictionless buying experience. We don't want to buy from an ad or an email. We want to talk to a human. The B2B space is kind of working towards that same level of intimacy, the immediacy and coherence is perhaps what we expect from like the B2C brands, you know, the retail brands that we buy from. Um, and I think it, they, those kind of businesses have got it, got it nailed because they're always there. They all sh- always show up at the right time. It's always personalized. It's contextual. Now, in the B2B world, when you're doing account-based marketing, you can take that B2C logic and put it into your ABM program and surround it around a human, you know, an SDR, who's actually like part of the marketing machine, and an AE, who's also part of that. And you can focus all of it around the experience that your prospect and your, and your customer is having then you're going to get way better results. So for me, it's about putting the right people within your ABM program uh, and, and making it human from that way because that's what people expect. Yeah, no, I think I think that makes perfect sense. And obviously, you know, bit bit biased because I'm running operatics, and you know, we 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 <laughs> we do have a, a fair amount of SDR BDI in our team. So getting on to that. We, we, as I mentioned in the intro, uh, we've been recently together on a panel discussion about the do's and don'ts uh, of the SDR. Uh, and, and I often see that companies underestimate the importance of the, the SDR in the IBM campaigns. What are your thoughts on that? And, and, and also, how do you orchestrate it? Mm. Yeah, so uh, I think that was a really good starting point from where we, we, we first met you know, online, talked about SDRs, and I always mm-hmm. think about um, having that human element within this, I 100% agree. Right? I think I think the role of the SDR is is massively underestimated in terms of its importance. I think the reason why that happens is because some organisations still target their marketing teams on things like MQLs. I'm not saying the MQL is bad, but what we really want to do when we're talking about account-based programs, right? We're talking about revenue. That's the end goal. We don't want to. No yeah. one cares if we don't get any revenue on the table at the end of it, then it's all for nothing, really. It's not about booking meetings. So the, the almost the, the distinction there is the word M, right? Account-based marketing, the, the marketing element is actually what usually confuses businesses. And as I said to you earlier on, I fell into this trap five, six years ago, but it was all about marketing and sort of getting that top of funnel approach. The moment I realized that if, if, um, you can put humans, particularly SDRs, AEs, sometimes customer success within your account-based marketing program, what you can do is you can focus on the revenue number a lot more and you can have that, that human sort of slotted within to it um, so that they can be the ones that deliver. I call it Switzerland, right? They're not in marketing. They're not in sales. They're in the middle and they're, they're the ones that join the two. We all talk about sales and marketing alignment. We all want it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I think the SDR is actually the, the link it's the bit where you can have marketing handoff and sales linked together um, and do it in a really human way that, that is part of your account based program yeah. and and how do you get them to interact because you know you'll have a is that, is that part of the multi touch process do, do you think that process needs to be rigid do, do you do you allow flexibility is it is it is it on a one on one basis i mean I, I don't know if there is an answer to that question to be fair like so i'm more asking you for uh, opinion on that or, or or maybe some 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 storytelling 
Yeah, sure. So look, the way I've done it is you, you, everything start with, starts with data, right? Everything has to start with having that, that sort of what I call the single customer view. Whereas yeah. a lot of businesses are still working in lists and, you know, we're just going to have this list and we're going to focus on there. And when it reaches that stage, then that's where it kind of gets handed off. What I've built over the past couple of years is what I call that single customer view using like a customer data platform sort of um, software. So you can knit together a lot of things that are real time. And what you do is you, you can do it based on things like engagement scores. So that at that point that a certain level of engagement reaches X, that's when the SDR comes into play. That's where marketing still moves along the process. They never dip out of it. They're providing that air cover. And then when engagement increases to another level, then that could be the point at which the AE um, is now part of the, the, the process as well. But I've, I've done it based on that model. If you take real-time data based on what's happening on your website, intent data, uh, your named account list, your ICP, the engagement that's happening through ads and emails and everything, you can build a scoring model that allows you to know when an individual is going to be engaging with that account. It's not just about the, the individual contact or prospect within the account. It's about the account engagement, because then that gives you the flexibility. If you're now talking to someone who's more of a manager level, but you know you need to get into the C-suite, then you can start training your STRs, for example, in that situation to have the right conversation so that you can then multi-thread within the account and drive the account forward. And it's at the point at which you reach that next level of engagement. That's when it kind of hands off into the next phase, which might be actually the proposal or, or, the, or the pitch stage within AE. So I don't think that you should just reach a single point and then that's it. They've kind of booked a meeting and then they move on. You've got to get to a certain point in which it makes sense for you to have reached that level of engagement. And I think that's where businesses really win. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, the, what we've seen recently, and that was one of the topics that we, we've discussed on a few webinars and bits and pieces that we've been invited to, uh, is is that currently, because of, of the, the current climate and the pandemic still pretty much being out there uh, and, and everybody still being kind of locked down at the moment, um, we, we, we see our clients telling us that their target market is shrinking. Uh, they can't go after the same volume of accounts as they used to do before. And I think that's kind of pushing them towards the ABM approach. Okay. And, and what we've realized over the course of April and May is that that first element that you mentioned, the data, they don't have it. They really don't have it. You know, we've, we've, we've had uh, maybe seven contracts that we sign with prospective organization that will want to do more with us. But basically, the first step, the first part of the agreement, our first engagement with them is building up a data set, is going to their target accounts, identifying the buying centers, identifying the right people in those buying centers, and starting from then, say, look, you need to organize them by persona. So at the account level, you need to organize by geography, uh, potentially vertical, and whatever, you know, the criteria that may be relevant to you as an organization. But then you need to, to have a second level of segmentation at the contact level. And then you can do your campaign. And then you can do your one-to-few on one or even one-to-one type of, type of campaigns. But now what we are realizing, we are re realizing that as we are building up intelligence and you know, putting information together for those customers, our clients are actually taking, taking the reports that we <laughs> build for them. Like the, it's, a, it's a PowerPoint template that will say the name of, of the clients and you know, all the information that we've collected on the account. And they send it to the end user. They send it to the, 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 the the account that they want to prospect. And I say, you know, based on the information that we collected on your account, please see the attached. I believe that you are the person that we should talk to. And I believe that your issue should be this, that, that, and that. And that's how they get the engagement. But we also get involved 
in now getting those first engagement. Funnily enough, as we go along the process, and sometimes you know we put we put contact into nurturing, um, we also get involved into that uh, murder investigation type of uh, type of SDR BDR role, where as you said, we will take the data from intent marketing, we will take the data from the scoring tools and see you know if those people have been active, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and then try to go from clues that we are getting on the accounts and prioritization on who accounts we want to go after first, trying to find clue to build up a case to then go and speak to them. And that's kind of the opener. Uh, and, and it's interesting how it works, but I do agree with you. And my next question is, is around um, that role. I know that you say that there are not sales. The SDR or BDR is kind, of, is kind of not really a sales role, not really a marketing role. So let's, let's call it for the sake of today, an ABDR role, an account-based development representative role in a way. Uh, and, and my question to you, Alex, is how do you incentivize those people? Yeah, so you, have the, you, you still keep the traditional model in a sense. So mm-hmm. for an AB um, account-based SDR, You'd still say, you know, you need to book meetings with the right people, but you have a scoring system. This is what I've started using. Um, you almost have a priority list, and I just break it down into two. So you have your tier one and your tier two. Anyone yeah. in that tier one, there might be 25 accounts. Mm-hmm. Now, you give, a, you give a value to the level of seniority and the best fit persona. So let's say you're selling to marketing. Yeah. You have a CMO is your ultimate decision maker. Right. And then the CFO might be the one particularly now who's going to be actually signing off on the budget for it. Mm-hmm. So if you have a meeting with the CMO, they're worth 20 points. Um, and let's say perhaps you, you provide integrations as well, but they're not as key to the decision. So having like the CIO might get you 10 points. So you actually do it on a point system so that whereby you actually incentivize and remunerate your account-based uh, business development reps, SDRs, whatever we're calling them, based on that point system, because you know that in those tier one accounts, the higher you get up and the more buy-in you get up from the senior decision makers, you can appoint more points to them um, and actually remunerate them on that basis. It it really demonstrates the right behavior to make sure you're talking to the right people. That's the first part for me is having a scoring system. Then you do a slightly lower system for your tier two accounts, for example. Um, We know on average there's between six to eight buyers involved in the buying decision. Um, in a B2B transaction. It's often more with an account-based marketing. It's more like 12 to 14. The second part to it for me is around actually remunerating the um, the SDR on the closed one revenue from it. Because again, they are more interested in not just the first part of booking a meeting and qualifying and making sure there's a next step in place to move it forward. They're actually also displaying the right behaviors. And this is usually where their attention to detail is enhanced because they're remunerated on when that deal closes, that they're going to be compensated on that too. And that's one of the biggest shifts I've seen happening in business now. It's less just about meetings booked, but also about when, when you do your job properly and it closes, you'll be um, compensated for the actual money that will come through the business when the contract signs. Yeah. So focus on quality. That makes perfect sense. Um, and, and I just want to shift a little bit gear. Do you think that... ABM is still pretty much a marketing-driven approach. It's in between both, you know, and we know that a real ABM campaign should be 
marketing supported by sales working together that that's the that's the, the dream world okay but coming back to my question do you think that that ibm is still pretty much a, a marketing driven approach or do you see more sales leader and senior leadership members buying into the value of ibm or, or account based everything uh, as we've been calling it yeah there is there are a couple of stages of um of the, the maturity of your abm programs for me I think the larger organizations are struggling to, to actually make that shift because there's so much internal constraints. To actually make account-based marketing programs work, you need to get buy-in throughout the whole organization. It can't just be the marketing team saying, hey, we're going to do ABM and then hope it works. That won't work. The CEO needs to be bought in, the CMO, everyone down to like you know, the SDR, everyone needs to be bought into it, right? Um, so I'm actually seeing the businesses that are, make it less about a marketing initiative are usually sort of the, the hyper growth tech companies who are a bit more agile. Um, the buy-in is, is a bit easier to get hold of because you can do a pilot project and see quick wins quite, quite easily and then invest mm-hmm. more into it. So I actually think it's those, those businesses that are sort of hyper growth, a bit more agile, um, usually sort of VC backed companies that are being pressed to get quality results and not just those, the, the, the quantity numbers. Um, and actually the bigger organizations are struggling a bit more. I think it's really important to stress, account-based marketing is not a new concept. Right? It's been around for 25, 30 years. It yeah. used to be only for the larger companies that had big teams of marketing, right? that had sort of 30 or 40 marketers that they can allocate to the account. Now, we've got so much more technology that allows us to be more agile, to have scoring systems, intent data, CDPs, um, ways to knit it all together into your CRM, that it's becoming more available to those businesses. And the more agile companies that are investing in that technology now are the ones that are moving away from ABM being a marketing-led initiative and more a holistic cross-functional team. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I completely agree with you. Long live uh, the account-based everything because I think in, uh, in, in today's climate and particularly if, you, if you've got high-value product and you want to go and, and get your big ticket sales, uh, it's, it's more important than ever. Last question for you. I know we, we're running a little bit of, out of time. Um, I get excited sometimes. Um, Alex, uh, do we, we, we often see people looking at, uh, we see clients coming to us and say, I want to do an account-based everything campaign. I completely get it. We do the whiteboard stuff, blah, blah, blah. We get going and literally they are only interested in the meetings. Okay. So they only want meetings and, and they want what I would call uh, an open the door meeting. So as you say, you say, propulse me at the C-level in that account and then see you later. Don't touch that account anymore. So if you go after account A, get me at the top of that account and that's it. Operatics job is done. You can move on to the next one. We are trying to tell them that this is not right. And I think we are trying to tell them that this is the responsibility of marketing, but also sales to support the AE to not only get that first meeting in the account, but also support them in, in, in reaching that consensus by, by engaging with all the other personas that would be from close to far involved in the decision-making process. What do you think about that? Do you, do you think it's the right approach? Do you think we should change our approach or do you think we, 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 we're fighting a lost battle? You're, you're on the right approach. I think you've got to, you've got to keep a hard line there. Um, yes, fine, we do all want meetings, but there's no point in meetings if it's not going to turn into an actual close one deal. If you mm-hmm. think that, you, you really break it down into two. And for me, account-based marketing is transitioning from the ABM to the ABX side of things, account-based experiences. And I think if you, if you buy into experience as being in the new currency, whereby we're not differentiating on products and pricing and those things, 
and your creating experience, which is all about your, your, your prospect, your customer, the account, you need to have it as a frictionless approach that doesn't just stop at the point that a meeting takes place. You need to build these cross-functional teams. You need to have a whole team that, that buys into that so that, and it's, it's not even just at the point at which that first deal gets closed. ABM actually goes beyond that. Account-based marketing is about expansion and advocacy. It's about, you know, you have customers. How do we really get more out of them? So for me, if you're thinking about ABM as let's target this account to get meetings booked, not only are you forgetting about stage one, which is obviously getting the contract signed and winning the customer, but the phase two after that is actually about expansion. How do we really yeah. get more out of that account? Because what we aim for in ABM is advocacy ultimately. Yeah, Advocacy yeah. leads to better renewal rates, um, quicker velocity in deals, but really importantly, expansion and upsells. And I think that's what everyone should really be aiming for. If we aim for the expansion side of things more, we'll forget more about the meetings booked. We'll forget more about the initial close one and we'll think longer term. Um, and I think that's what we should be aiming for. Okay, no, I completely agree with you. We are reaching the end. We're out of time now. It's annoying. Uh, I had two more questions for you because I, I, they keep on coming. But uh, we, we, I'm sure we'll do another <laughs> session together, Alex. That, that, that's fine. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, we, we're trying to keep uh, we're trying to keep our podcast relatively uh, short, so uh, so so you know people can listen to them during a commute or something like that, and, and not go for the long long haul type of uh, conversation. Um, but cool. I wanted to thank you for your insight today. Very very useful. Uh, really appreciate that you take the time. I know that you are uh, co-founder of Rage Desk. You are uh, operating as a BDR at the moment. I would encourage anyone to find you on LinkedIn and to follow your journey because it's it's pretty cool and and fun. You know, it's good to see you suffer a little bit, but also enjoying it. <laughs> you know? So it's kind of it's kind of a, an interesting one to witness. But if anyone wants to connect with you to learn more about Rich Desk or you know just carry on the conversation that we just had today offline, what's the best way to, to get all of you, Alex? Yeah, just find me on LinkedIn. Um, just search Alex Olly. My surname's O-L-L-E-Y. Quite an unconventional one, so there aren't many of us. If you want to find more about ReachDesk, go onto our LinkedIn page or just find us on www.reachdesk.com. We're always, we're always happy to, to have a conversation. That's wonderful. Well, great. Uh, and uh, many thanks again to you. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. Yeah, likewise. Thanks a lot for having me. Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in-house has existed for many years, companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net. You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.